For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Anne She Spoke podcast. This week's guest is Tracy Litt, founder of The Lit Factor. Tracy is a spiritual advisor and mindset teacher to women leaders and entrepreneurs, a highly sought after keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, and international best-selling author. Tracy teaches visionary women leaders and entrepreneurs to rise in all aspects of themselves. Her work is guided by the core principle that we are the root cause of everything we experience, and therefore we are only ever one choice away from altering our life and results. Tracy shares her story about having a successful career by outward signs. She was doing everything right, but she was dying on the inside. She was meant for more and she knew it, but was succumbing to her fear, which was keeping her safe and playing small. Sound familiar? Listening to her now, you'll hear that she did face her fears and found a new way of thinking and feeling and a fabulous new career in coaching. I know you'll love her lively spirit, energy, and humor. Enjoy. Well, welcome, Tracy, to the show. We're so excited to have you. I'm so happy to be here and hang out with you guys. So Tracy, let's start with your story. We would love to get to know you a little bit more. Tell us who you are, what your business is, and how you got into it. So I'm Tracy Litt. I'm the founder of The Lit Factor. I'm a spiritual advisor and mindset coach for female leaders and entrepreneurs. And I got into it because my soul was dying in my corporate job. (laughs) <laughs> and it's now, it's now a story I hear a lot from students and clients of mine. So I was a VP of HR for a large-scale consulting firm. 
for many years. And it was a beautiful situation from an optic standpoint on the outside. Like what was wrong here? Absolutely nothing. I love them. They love me. I made a lot of money. I was doing really well in it. But something in my soul was dying and suffering because I wasn't truly stepping up into what I was capable of. And what did that look like? Like how did that manifest in your life? Exhaustion, depletion, mehness. <laughs> okay, that's the best way. Uh-huh. This meh, like, okay, the justification kind of week in and week out of it's fine, but I make good money, but everything's good, but I benefits, but I pay time off, right? When you start to notice yourself enough, which is part of my work, and are willing to be honest about what you're noticing and how your body feels, that's when you're able to step up into whatever, you can fill in the blank on what your dream is, but it's not until that point that you're willing to notice the truth and go, well, ew, I don't actually want to die like this. And that's what catapulted me up. It was one of those beautiful nights. I was sitting on a patio. I was away with my husband. And he had gone inside of the hotel and we were on the beach and it was dark, but you could hear the crash of the waves. And I had been in conversation with the coaching school I wanted to go to for two years. Wow. Talk about fear (laughs) paralyzation, okay? Which is why now I study and teach fear. So I was sitting there and my, now what I know is my higher self, right? That version of me who was already there was whispering. She was like, Trey, you're not going to die like this. You're not going to get to the end of your life and not having gone fully into your capability and your potential. And I listened and I got up and passed my husband as he was walking back out onto the patio. I was walking back into the hotel room and I opened up my laptop because I had a thread with the coaching (laughs) school forever. And I opened it up and I said, I'm in, like done. And I committed and boom, the rest is now history. And now I, the business will be four years old on September 1st and it has been phenomenal. So Tracy, can you just go back a little bit in time? And I just, I'm so curious before going into this HR career, was there a moment where you made the decision to choose that path out of safety or was there a different calling in your younger time that you abandoned for a safer career? Did you just come to coaching, you know, four or five, six years ago? Yeah. So my real, real origin of why I do this work in the world was because I had found myself at a time where I thought I had it all. I thought I had found the person I was going to be with forever. I was building the big house. I was pregnant with the baby. And then I found myself as a single mother with an eight-month-old daughter, completely unemployed. Like that. The wheels just came flying off. And it was that moment of one night where I went into the garage to get myself some space. My daughter was in her crib, just crying like babies do because they don't want to sleep. And I was standing in the middle of the house looking at where the couch used to be. There used to be a big, beautiful leather sectional, and now there was an air mattress in its place. And the sheer like wash of, how did you get here? And I went to the garage just to like create some space and I just cried my eyes out and I was on the floor in that, whose life is this? And that was the first moment that I started to notice that I was able to go, ah, well, you ignored that red flag. You tolerated those four things. You, the choices you made led you to this place. 
And that was the first time my higher version of myself ever talked to me. Get up, wipe your face, choose. You got yourself here. Is this the life you want? And it was in that moment that I started to choose differently. And I started to let that future version of myself make my choices. And from there, I ended up in the recruiting field, which then ended up, you know, I, once I was in recruiting, then I ended up getting recruited from my recruiting job by one of the companies I recruited for and climbed the ladder into becoming a VP of human resources. That wasn't a role or a career that I ever dreamt of or I even knew I would be going into. It just happened because I started choosing or I allowed my future self to start choosing through the lens of what's possible, what am I capable of, no more tolerating, no more lack of worth, no more settling, no more censoring, which is all the things that so many women still do, which is why I am so passionate. Be honest with yourself. There is a higher version of you. She is ready and waiting. And you're going to be able to continue to evolve and become her over and over and over and over again. And that's how we live a life that's fulfilled. The problem is so many people look backwards only. Like, I am not that. I have never done that. That's never happened to me. That happens to other people who have all these other circumstances that are great and work for them. But for me look at my past, it won't work. Like I am this and they define themselves by past action, right? And that moment when you can see forward is super transformational, but people just don't, they need to be taught that, right? Well, yes. And I love that you're bringing that up because that's one of the foundations of where my teaching starts is radical personal responsibility. You don't get to say that you want different and keep doing the same. That's not an approach for success, right? Wherever you are in your life right now is a direct match for the choices you make and what you believe about yourself and how you think and the actions you take and the behaviors you exude, the emotions that you live under day in and day out. And the interesting thing about the past is that it allows you to stay safe. But live the same life over and over again. Right, which is safety. Ultimately, it's known. This is why I'm so obsessed with my work in the world because your mind and body have zero interest in you killing it in your business. It is zero interest in you having the love affair of your lifetime. It is zero interest in you being at your optimum health and wellness. Your mind and body only want to make sure you don't change. So then it will help you and perpetuate thoughts of the past and rumination so that you can go, oh, see, it's not possible. When in actual fact, here's the two truths about the past. The past does not predict the future. And the past only exists in between your ears. That's right. That's right. And that's like the ultimate freedom. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I can put that down and just stop going back and picking it up every other week. Mm -hmm. You can. That's right. It's how you think about it. So when you decided to become a coach and now you were faced with building your own business, what fears and doubts and where did you falter when you started your business? So I faltered before I started. And then about a year in, so this will be really good. So before I started, what kept me from saying yes for those two years sounded like this. Who do you think you are? What if this is too much of a risk? What if they don't like you? What if this doesn't work? What if people have bad things to say, right? Who's actually going to hire you? Can you build something out of nothing? And this was the recurring, which now what I realize, you know, everything is retrospect in hindsight, 
that was my fear talk track. That was my system trying so hard to get me to not do it. Because if I kept believing my thinking, then I wouldn't do it, right? Mm -hmm. Keeps you safe. Keeps you safe. Exactly. Then I did. So now I'm in the business and my first year of business, I call it ignorance is bliss. Okay. When you don't know what you don't know, and you are just so jazzed and willing to go for it, magical things happen. And that's what happened. I was creating workshops and I offered a six week Ignite Your Power Women's program. And I had seven women sitting in my living room, six Tuesday nights in a row. Right. And I was writing for magazines and just pitching myself, right? With ignorance is bliss. I don't know how this works. Hi, magazine XYZ. This is who I am. And I'd like to write for you and calling up chambers of commerce and women's groups and just doing things, right? Because you got to do. Action is everything, obviously. So that was the first year and it was phenomenal. Like just gaining traction, gaining traction. And there wasn't a lot of resistance in that period because I was still in the, ah, yeah, just enjoying myself. And then as I started to show up more and show up more online, all of a sudden I had this shift where I started doubting, am I doing this right? How can I gain more traction? What do I need to do to create more outcomes? How do I create more revenue? How do I make more impact? And this was the beautiful failure mistake. I started looking outside of myself and I stopped doing what I had done the whole time, which was trust me, right? And I coach female leaders and entrepreneurs and they know I say, I am not giving you the answer. I am not your guru. You know better than me close your eyes, breathe, and go inward and ask your higher self what the right program is, what the right decision is, right? So what had happened in me looking outside of myself was I started to abdicate my power. And then I made an $18,000 mistake, which was the biggest gift ever because it gave me this lesson. And I had hired a team of people and that, oh, we can do this. We'll do this. Like they were going to help me kind of, we'll call it like incubate for lack of me thinking of a better word, this thing and, and really put me out there and launch this huge program and do all the things. And three months in, like it was such a flop and I was so energetically disconnected from what I was doing because I was waiting for them to tell me, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? So I ultimately broke, they were a group of guys. So I call them, I broke up with the boys. I broke up with them. <laughs> just like, it's not, it's not you, it's me. Cause it really was because there's nothing wrong with them. It's not their fault. I was not leading anymore. I was not trusting myself anymore. And then I learned the best gift ever, which was Trey, nobody knows better than you. And then after that, it's been gangbusters. I think that's a really interesting story and point, Tracy. We were actually, Jenny and I were chatting last night while we were working and like this idea of when you are building a business and you just want someone to give you the steps one to 10 and I'm going to do it exactly and I will expect the same results, but everyone, you know, loosely will create a program and price it and then do Facebook ads and then like run it and that's how they make their money. 
but everyone's individual journey is like twisted and like failures and the falls and like successes and then bombs. And then, and then you get there and you look back and you're like, you know, I just like, I created this thing and I ran some Facebook ads and I made some money. It was great. But that's not the truth, right? Like everyone's how they're going to get there is so incredibly unique and different. Like there may be sort of the same whatever, three, four steps, big steps. But in between there, there's all this nuance that you need to create for yourself. You need to create for your own business. And only you know what that is. Absolutely. And to have the expectation that because you purchase somebody else's 10 system, 10 steps to, you know, make $100,000 in 30 days, which can we just say is ridiculous. It's not in alignment with you, right? The work that I do is about your energetics and your alignment and your belief in yourself and your ability to shift into the identity of the woman who is standing in the reality of the vision that you keep daydreaming about. And not worry about the how. Correct. I love you for saying that. So none of your business, right? And, and I'll say this just as a gift to all of the people that are hanging with us. One of the first beliefs you need to embed in yourself in this journey is that. Read it, write it, feel it every day. The how is none of my business. The how is none of my business. The how will reveal as you go, but you can't stop that vision because I don't know how to do that. I'm not technical. I've never made that kind of money. No one's ever purchased that kind of program from me. That's what stops people, those thoughts, right? Well, yeah, and it's actually not the thoughts. It's the fact that you're believing them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, your mind's going to produce 60,000 thoughts a day, no matter what you do and where your power lies in your ability to step into the empire, the legacy, the revenue, whatever it is you want is you never believing a thought you think, not one, because the thoughts your mind is offering you are the same thoughts that your mind is hoping you believe so that you stay the same, right? So it's really about the art form of knowing you're not your mind and starting to feed yourself the thoughts you need to think. Instead of just letting your mind lead and listening to all the thoughts and then spinning out in your own crap. Tracy, can I ask when you encounter an obstacle in your business? Because I mean, my experience is that the bigger our company has grown, the more and larger obstacles we encounter. And so I'm curious as a fellow entrepreneur, what is your thought that happens? What do you say to yourself or what internally goes on for you when you encounter the next obstacle? I love this. Okay. So when I encounter any obstacle or any like decision point or block, there are two things I do. The first thing I ask myself is, what would she do? And the she in that question is my higher self. It's the woman that is standing in the vision that's already actualized. It is my soul. It is my abundance right? That is the key. And it's actually, that lives inside of my choice method, which is actually my methodology for sustainability, sustainable change and embodiment. So right there, it's like, Ooh, what's going on? What would she do? Oh, she would say no immediately. What would she do? She would hire that person right now. Even if the bro dudes are saying to do different, right? Oh, a thousand percent. This is within the context of you have all the answers, right? And when you do the inner work, to crystallize, get crystal clear on a vision that is such your North Star, right? And you are so committed and you're not interested. If you're interested, you're not going to grow a business. So you've got to call yourself on that too. You've got to be committed because there are going to be days where you don't want to and you don't feel like it. 
and someone just made a negative comment on social media, which has happened to me a gazillion times. And you need to not allow rejection in. This is such a combination of your inherent self-worth, you not believing your thoughts, you understanding that you have all the answers, right? So in an obstacle scenario or a decision point, I'm not, I don't make my own choices. She makes my choices. And that's what actually catapults the growth. That's when you're really manifesting and you're in creation mode. Because the person you are right now is going to make the same choices looking at the reality that you're experiencing, which is only going to then give you the same over and over, right? The second thing that I say to myself is, this is all meaningless. No one's getting out alive, Trey. Calm down, right? Like really think about that for a second because we're so serious. We're so intense and it is such a detriment because while we are building and growing, we're missing out on our lives because you're striving and there's so much stress and you're constantly consumed. That's not enjoyable. Why build a legacy if you're missing out on your life while you're building it? So it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So in that moment, I just go, and I look out like I'm sitting here at my desk, right? And I'm looking out on my back patio and I live on a lake and I'm just like, no one's getting out alive. Relax. It's not that big of a deal. Nothing is that big of a deal. What happens then in that moment to your system? You expand. You go from this like white knuckled, tight, right? Constriction into like, all right, all good. What's next? It's funny. I have a similar thought pattern, but not exactly the same, which is that I came to this work. I came to entrepreneurship through sort of a lifelong career as a climate activist. And so I always have that lens that I worked in the apocalypse before this. And so like nothing that (laughs) happens with our business is ever on the scale that that work was, you know, in terms of the repercussions for people and humanity and myself. So it's just that wave of perspective that can wash over. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. And when you have that wave of perspective wash over, how do you feel? I mean, I feel a little foolish for getting so upset about something that isn't truly that big of <laughs> Those a deal. Damn Instagram uh-huh. trolls. I know. Like, right. Yeah. Why do I care what that horrific comment said about me on Instagram? Yeah. Right. Well, because, you know, it's primal. It's primal. Right. right? And I think that's important too to understand and to help yourself embed the belief that what people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. And it might not even be a person. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing is like <laughs> half of those comments are like some Russian bot, right? So that's the other thing is like, wow, is it the, am I going to let the robot get to me today? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We don't have to let anything in that we don't choose to let in. I just said this to a client yesterday and we laughed so hard. I'm going to do a Facebook live about it. I said, here's how we roll when it comes to external opinions and comments like that. I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. You guys remember doing that when you were a kid? I did all the time. That's what it is. Like, just be rubber. Just be rubber. Because if you get sucked into it, it actually takes you away from serving and creating the impact you're here to make. It's just a distraction. What about the struggles you currently have with your business? Like where you want to take it, say a year from now, what do you need to learn? What do you need to overcome right now? Right now, I'm in a scale mode where I am learning how to lead in a much higher way in respect to team, in respect to delegation, right? In respect to my own true clarity over this is the exact role. This is what I need for this 
this role to produce, right, and function. And it's so, what's so interesting is although I was in HR and I know how to make a scorecard and I know how to write a job description, those are so secondary, right? Because first I have to go within myself and step up into that level of leadership and delegation. So that's really what I'm working on right now because to go where I know I'm going, I need strength in the container and the support underneath me. Sounds like our life, Jenny. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So let's move into joy and hustle. Thank you. I love the stories and I love the examples. Let's hear from your joy and hustle. Do you want to introduce it, Jenny? Yeah. So Tracy, every episode we ask our guests for a resource that brings you joy or something that brings you joy in your life and a tool that can help our guests hustle in their business. I am going to give you one that's going to do both. Is that fair? Oh, and that's, I, yeah, sure. I, I yeah, that's more. not happened very Double frequently. Double do it. So let's do it. Okay. It's dancing and playfulness. Mm. Love it. Right? So it's actually interesting. Today's Friday. So every Friday on the Lit Factor, we do something called Shake Your Ass Friday. <laughs> and I go on Facebook Live and I dance. <laughs> I dance a full. I show you moves from the 80s. I've done the running man. I do all kinds of fun things. But why? Why is that the answer to joy and hustle? Because when you dance, when you move your body, you're free. You shift your energy, you change your state, you move around any of the stuck yuckness that was going on. You could be having, like I always say, there is nothing in the world that a good shimmy can't make better. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Shimmy, think grease, right? Like a little (laughs) side by side, move your body around. I dare you to not be joyful and shimmy at the same time. You cannot do it. So that's that. And then from the perspective of hustle, it's really about the opposite of hustle. It's about getting yourself into a state where you're available to receive and flow and be creative and innovative, which comes in the opposite of hustle because the hustle can create stress. And when our systems are stressed, we block out the ability to be flowy and creative. So when you're dancing, you're changing your state. And now you're light. And you're like, oh, I could totally bang out that post. Oh my God, I want to write my blog now. Oh, I'm going to get on and talk about XYZ because of that. So dancing and playfulness for the win. How many times do you dance in a day? Oh, it depends on what's happening. Truly, truly, it depends on what's happening. Some days I will go and I, and I won't like get up and dance. But I would say at least a couple times a week, I'm in my seat, like just, you know, Getting get it on. Like it's amazing how many different dances you can do while you share dance. <laughs> you could do like the old school Tiffany. Do you guys I'm like a, my age or my oh, mid-40s? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, the 80s move with your face or, you know, hand dancing or shaking your body out. So it's definitely every Friday. And then throughout the week, whenever I need a shift, and I will say this, during the COVID times that we're in, when I I have a family of five, I have three teenage daughters and my husband, and they're all home. And there are certain days where I want to punch someone in the face. <laughs> okay? Because that's just Time to truth. dance. So I get up and I dance and I do a little screaming and I shake it out. And then I'm like, oh, I'm me again. Awesome. That's great. I love it. You are the first person to use one thing for both joy and hustle. But okay. I think it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So if people want to learn more about who you are, what you do, where can they find you? They can find me at thelitfactor.com. So it's lit with two T's, which we always credit dad for such a great last name. It's a great last name. Right? No, you're so lucky. (laughs) I feel very lucky. And the Lit Factor on all social media handles as well. Awesome. Thank you, Tracy. So fun. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. 
Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start, to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba teacher to sign up. It's totally free. <laughs>